is going on, fellas? What's going on? Welcome to, welcome back. Season. Welcome back. back. Back to season three. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man. How you doing? On, you good? On, I know you like that. Yeah, I know oh, you like that. How long you been back, man? Welcome, 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 I see the girls in the I say it's welcome back like part two, considering that we came back and then went on another hiatus. And <laughs> right, for the listeners out there, I for listeners out there, you know me. This is strictly at the feet and fault of Jamal and Michael. Now I just want to put that what? out there. Michael, really? You gonna let him oh, say that? I almost cussed. It is a Sunday, and so the Lord be a fence. Yeah, and the Lord be a truth teller. A truth teller. This is squarely yes, on the feet of Jamal and Michael. as my mama would say, a lie ain't nothing but, <laughs> but Adrian to tell. <laughs> she does say Adrian by name. <laughs> by name. She said, she said, how do you know Adrian lying? Because his, his mouth started moving. <laughs> <laughs> I tell oh the truth goodness. even when I'm Fellas, not telling we, the truth. We came back. Uh, we, we, we tried to come back in October. We had a pre-show. We, we put it out there, and then what happened? Well, we were going to talk about the election, and then um, Adrian refused to. Yeah. Because we didn't I have, you we know, didn't have a, there was, there was, it's, yeah. there was, right. It, was it because Adrian's candidate lost? Was it because Adrian's <laughs> candidate lost? Is that why he didn't? <laughs> no, and, and he'll, I'll let Adrian defend himself, but, you know, Mike, we were ready to go. We knew who the winner was going to be, but because... That's right. There was all of this mess uh, swirling around the election, and, and it wasn't official. Adrian refused to uh, to record with us. We did not have a certified, because. declared winner for the presidential election until weeks after the election, and that technically and legally, they're certified in December all, and then ratified by Congress in January. But this was it, election it, like no other. That, regardless of that, every I, I already knew. Whoever I vote for wins every single time. So you don't vote, Michael. But wait a minute, yeah, you don't vote. Crickets, exactly. I should have a crickets <laughs> I, for the sound pad. Listeners, we my have state, talked about this on previous seasons. He does not but, vote. People are upset and get angry with him. He has made Facebook posts. Is, we have that commented. That is not a true statement. That is not. I, I actually vote probably more than the average person. I don't vote in every single presidential election. Then you don't because, vote more than the but, average person but the locally. Then. If you are a because, upstanding no, citizen or resident I've, of the country, then you should vote in every single local, yeah. statewide, and federal election, and period. There are there are probably very few people who actually do that, and I'm one of them. I just don't <laughs> vote in the presidential election if I don't like the people who are running, if I don't, you know, like it. But anyway, I knew we, we I knew who, who, who was going to win, so it didn't matter. I didn't need Congress to ratify it. I, you know, Jamal, I think, honestly, that uh, Adrian didn't want to do it because Remember when he was in high school, he was a part of a club called the Young. Yeah. Yes. The Young, middle of the road. Young, you don't know what no, position young, he falls the young on. Young Republicans. No. Let's just say yeah, no Republicans. <laughs> no. I, I do remember getting a pair. This was when I was a adult. I do remember getting a pair we of Republican socks from a certain uh, person out there who shall rename nameless, um, who got me a pair of Republican socks on a trip to D.C. once because she thought I was a Republican. But I also had a professor who thought Did I was a Republican. Did you wear them? Uh, I have worn them. Yes, I have worn those socks and the socks. Mm. Um, 
But I am on the fence. I can be a Republican one day or a Democrat another day. It really just depends on the issue. So I'm an informed you're, you're citizen. You're conservative about some things and liberal about others. That is actually, right? and yes, I believe that is, yes, yeah. that is a good, accurate assessment. But, tr but, but truly is, claims to be independent. I am independent. I had a professor in college, uh, Paul Leonard. I, I so pray he is out there for, doing well. Uh, Bernie Sanders, because he was the only independent that was. I voted for the person I thought would do the best job. Did they win or lose? Well, well, I voted for the person who I thought would do the best job. I love it. Yeah, so political. That's such a political answer. It, <laughs> is, it really is. But regardless, so so, ladies and gentlemen, the fact is is that we really did want to kind of come back. Uh, we had some internal disagreements on whether or not we should record because we did not have uh, a president at that particular time, and in. Our plan was to, you know, uh, that podcast was going to be about the election, uh, who won and all of that kind of good stuff. And so um, because it took weeks, uh, things begin to happen. And uh, we're just now getting back to it today. Yeah. And also part a lot of that had to do with the fact that we have just been extremely busy as a trio in terms of the amount of work that we're doing. They're starting yeah. to be a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel in terms of COVID. It's still real. It's still prevalent in our society, but in terms of folks increasing, um, getting doses of the vaccine or in terms of mm -hmm. airports opening back up and some travel opening back up, it is still a real pandemic out there, but we're starting to see the other side of the coin in terms of the work environment that the three of us operate in is starting to gear up, uh, gear up a lot. And so we've been extremely busy, but we are back and better than ever and have a lot to update That's you right. on. And so we appreciate you for being a part of the daily jam. And in fact, today's conversation later on in our main topic, we actually sit down and interview a wonderful, wonderful Daily Jam listener. I got to say that part first because she is a huge, huge fan of the podcast. Um, but yeah. we actually had a conversation with Kimberly Raff, who is the founder and executive director of a great organization um, called Foster Alumni Mentor. So please, please, please stay tuned for that conversation. She really gives some, she, she drops some gems in there, fellas, about, you know, who she is and discovering herself and also why she started the organization that she did. So that's uh, a it's a great, great conversation. And this episode is going to be a little bit longer because we couldn't um, we couldn't just let her go. We, we just had such a wonderful conversation. So please stay tuned for that later on. And she's turned so many people onto the podcast. So, you know, like I said, yeah. big supporter. I think even on social media, she was even uh, named as our biggest supporter or something like that. Yeah, one of our top supporters, uh, which is yeah. more than we could say for the one fan that we saw in Las Vegas who was not a fan <laughs> of one of the hosts um, no, 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 based no. on our unpopular what? opinions. She was not a fan of you. She loved the show. She was not a fan <laughs> of you in particular. I have that effect you know on what? people. So how, how, is, how is season three going to be different than season one or two? Like, are we going to bring anything back? Like, so remember in season one, we had one recurring theme. Uh, it seemed like through every episode, uh, we had a different, uh, we, we quoted John 316, our version, which changed <laughs> weekly. And <laughs> Christians daily. and Christians are out there are still upset about that. Yeah, almost daily. Yeah. That, yeah, that, you know, could, could we possibly bring that back? I, I, I. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Bible carry member. I remember, remember, there's actually an event that I did uh, last year where I actually brought my Bible right, on November. stage. That's right. Yeah. 
in November. So, you well, know. I don't know if it was his Bible, ladies and gentlemen. I think it was a Bible from the hotel. <laughs> exactly. What the hotel. He is absolutely right. He did bring a Bible on the stage uh, in Georgia. Um, yes. And he started it out as a sermon. It yes. was hilarious. I wish you guys could have seen it. Um, it but good. I think we can bring back John 316. So, um, okay. All right. So that, that, that might be cool. I, I, I kind of missed that. I kind of miss miss a. I do believe that also some spirituality. Good old Reverend. Yeah, I also mm-hmm. believe. Actually, uh, we should um, today. What's the what's the uh, the the pastor that um, Michael is best friends with out of Memphis? Thaddeus Bear, Pastor Thaddeus. Yes, Bear. Yes, I yeah. got a picture with him. Yeah. <laughs> the cussing pastor. Yes, cussing ladies and gentlemen, pastor. there is a pastor out there who went viral. <laughs> Um, his name, I don't know if that's his real name or not. I'm assuming that it is, but his name, Thaddeus Matthews, he is a pastor out of Memphis, I believe. And, um, he is known as the cussing pastor because he uses a lot of profanity, uh, in his church, which is probably why Michael is so drawn to him in his (laughs) doctrine. Um, and so Thaddeus preaches a lot in, uh, and uses a lot of profanity. Uh, and he also hosted at one point, he hosted a, 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 a call-in show basically, and yeah, he would yeah. chew folks out uh, about their life decisions and choices uh, and then I'm, try to use the Bible. So, yeah. Look, I'm a huge fan of him. I follow him on Instagram and I I, I see all of his lives. He actually just got married. Like, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Ago. Yeah, just this got is, married. This is the so only a man I know. Pastor. Oh, wow. This is the only person I know Michael to fan out about. <laughs> <laughs> other yeah, than I'll, Jay. So, other than so, Jay. Yeah, that, other than Jay. Yeah, Jay Z, of course. Um, well, one thing that that you notice, and we actually didn't say this at the beginning, is that we have a new intro song. Oh yeah, for, that is true. Intro, yeah, yeah which we is up on that. and listeners, if you notice the mashup between it, it was a a mashup between our two artists. And in fact, if you missed that intro, give me like two point five seconds. So what song, what Bruce song is that? That is Born to Run, which is probably, even though I know there are not a lot of Bruce fans out there, there's enough folks who know at least some point they've heard that song even by accident, and it's called Born to Run. It's one of his more famous songs. Yeah. And and what's the, the J song, Jamal? Man. He doesn't even know because he's not a fan. Brothers People in Paris. Paris. Brothers in Paris. in Paris. Yeah. People in Paris. So, but shout out to DJ One. Uh, he is the creator of that mashup. He did that for us. Uh, uh, actually, some years back, we did a conference in Oklahoma and we met mm-hmm. him and he was like, yo, what y'all, That's right. you know, y'all need an intro? And he was, he was like, we were like, yeah. And he, he actually put it together like, just like that. So, uh, shout out to yeah. DJ One. So, before we move on, I, I will say, go back to the cussing passes for just a second. I was in Memphis and I was at a restaurant. And he was actually in the restaurant uh, that I was eating in. And I um, told my server, I was like, look, I was like, I know that dude. She's like, oh, yeah, he comes in here all the time. You know, he's a cussing pass. I was like, I need a picture with him. I got to have a picture with him. <laughs> and so I got up. I started to get up to go take a picture with him. She said, no. She put her hand on my shoulder. She said, no, he will cuss you out. She said, let me go and, <laughs> said, me go and talk to him <laughs> and see when a good time is for you to come over. <laughs> 
I mean, so the name came. is his name is in the title. <laughs> what he does. So <laughs> she she came she you know came back. She went over and said, "Hey, there's a guy here from out of town. He's a fan of yours. He would like to take a picture. He wanted to come now, but I told him, you know, no. Let me kind of ask when was a good time." And she was like, and he, he told me that, yeah, you told him right, you know, because I would cuss him out and she, he used a few choice words and she came back <laughs> and told me and she got me when it was okay to take a picture with him. And at that time it was just his fiance, um, but now they are actually married. So oh, well, congratulations. shout out to the we, we should get him on the show. Ooh, um, I, 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 do, I don't know um, because I would have to prepare myself <laughs> um, because y'all know I am, in a, I, I, I tend to be very combative. Um, with people yeah. who I don't always agree with. Oh yeah, and you would get cussed out. I can I can curse back, uh, but you know, <laughs> but because I am saved uh, and because the Lord loves me, John three sixteen. Um, I am <laughs> there prepared. <laughs> I am prepared to set He's aside because all all have fall short of His glory. But yeah. you know, he, including cussing pastor. Who was he ordained by? What seminary did he go to? I mean, I could take anybody could take a YouTube class online and, and call themselves a preacher. But have you taken it? You haven't taken yeah. one yet. So uh, part I, I, I the KCM one, the KCM, you know, Kenneth Copeland Ministries. I'm a certified pastor, according to YouTube. You know what? Yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. It's time. <laughs> I'll see you in another six months. <laughs> oh my Speaking God. of which, the six months, we should probably tell the folks what we've been up to behind the scenes the last six months and why we've been MIA besides the presidential election. You see how smooth I set you up for that? You're welcome. You see how smooth I am to recognize that. So That was an know. alley-oop for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for the last six jump. months, we have not, I mean, we've actually been doing some, some stuff. So let's, uh, before we talk about corporately, individually, like what's kind of been going on? What's What's new? Oh, man. I mean, you know, I know with me, it's, it's the uh, the same uh, diligent work with training new and per- prospective foster parents, uh, uh, life skills class that uh, I'm teaching here in Columbus. And, you know, just individual, individual consulting. Uh, you know, I have a client out in New York who uh, I'm excited that just got uh, three contracts, one with uh, ACS of New York, uh, another one with a, a private agency, all some top dollar uh, contracts. So I'm excited about the movement that's happening there. And um, yeah, just trying to take it one day at a time. And, you know, life is moving. Life is changing. Jamal, you want to tell them about the book that you just came out with? The book? No. <laughs> you're an all, you're a published author as well? Technically, I will say technically, even though that's a joke, folks, it's an inside joke from our te- uh, text thread. Again, that's how the Daily Jam podcast is how this all started. That's but besides that... Uh, Michael and I, I mean, Jamal and I technically are published authors in that one book. Right. Uh, what's that one book? Yeah. I forgot it. Um, so, uh, Foster Revolutionaries, it's a 90 day journal um, that helps kids kind of walk through 90 day goal setting. That's right. Uh, it actually got uh, two agencies that just ordered some books for some upcoming events. So, yeah. So, technically, I was accurate because I told you, even when I'm wrong, I'm never wrong. Um, we are actually published authors, or Jamal in this case. But, yes, uh, Jamal, just went up first. I'm, it's your boy, Adrian. Hello, everybody. I've missed you so much. I've missed your comments and your presence. Yes, I have. I, I love the people. John 316 says you should not lie. <laughs> and I'm not lying at this present moment. Um, 
<laughs> <laughs> what we've been up to, first of all, I have to say, and I hope that you out there are all listening to this uh, and hope you are practicing this as well, is protecting my peace. And that's P-E-A-C-E. Um, there has been a lot that has been going on in the news. There has been a lot that has been going on in society. There's a lot that has been going on in our lives. And so I hope that you are out there um, protecting your peace. And I hope that uh, you know that we are back and better than ever and that you can tune in to the Daily Jam podcast for your reprieve because I know a lot of you rely on our humor and our content and the way that we mix all that together um, to help get you through your day and your week. So we appreciate you being back. Um, so I've been protecting my peace and my sanity. I've also been doing a lot of training similar to Jamal and consulting a ton and ton of that. And there are a lot of uh, pipeline of cool projects that are coming up. Uh, and actually one recently we just wrapped up uh, in Atlanta that we'll tell you about a little bit that was really, really, really fun um, for a county out in California. So and that's what I've been up to. So I have, you guys have, I have been, um, wow, the past six months, that's since November. What have I been doing? So I've been reading a lot. I've been watching a lot of TV. Um, I've been listening to a lot of music, but a lot of people may think or may assume that, you know, I haven't been, you know, doing anything. That's like a part of my creative process. You know, um, uh, I was just on um, a mini uh, vacation, um, why are you looking like that, Adrian? I was <laughs> because you're on vacation every week. Well, <laughs> a mini actually, vacation. it's pretty much every day. Every day is like a vacation. Every day feels like a vacation. Uh, that's the lifestyle I created. So I suggest you guys join me uh, in this. But uh, I was down in Mexico. Uh, with My the vacation cartel. involves not vacationing with y'all. And, <laughs> and yet we have a big well, trip first, coming up. Well, first of all, so <laughs> right, we have a huge trip coming up. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, actually, we uh, are starting a new um, for this season. I mean, not today, but uh, for this season, we are going to have a new travel segment uh, where we're going to kind of talk about travel and the importance of travel. And um, we are actually going to um, talk about uh, our trips a little bit more uh, and start uh, hopefully recording podcasts in some of those locations. And so um, stay tuned for, for more of that information. But anyway, while I was down in Mexico with the cartel, um, the views That's and opinions so expressed by Michael Sanders are not those of Adrian Macmore and the ADM podcast or the 220 experience. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, our lawyer said that we have to say that. Thank you for that. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I was, I was down in, in Mexico and it was so funny because, you know, a group of people I was with every time, you know, you have people coming up trying to sell you stuff and things like that. And, you know, I'm always, you know, asking like where the cartel is. I would like to have a meeting with the cartel. And, and he says this while in Mexico, a place notorious for cartels. <laughs> Uh, where a recent client of ours talked about how dangerous the cartel is down there. And yet here he is down there as a tourist in Mexico saying, point me to the cartel. I want to, I want to break bread with the cartel. Like this is anyway, like, he's the, like there. he's the, like he's the black Marty from Ozark, the show on Netflix. <laughs> I know, you know, like I, I literally felt like I was a drug dealer down there because I was like spending money like a drug dealer. Like I spent way more money than I really should have. And so I'm not going to spend money for, for quite some time because that's been... Ladies and gentlemen, I believe you just got an insight <laughs> as to why we have been on hiatus for the last six months. We have not had the funds <laughs> to pay for production of the podcast money. because yes. Mike has spent it getting into bed with cartel members down there in Mexico and they are gunning for him. So he's had to kind of lay low for the last few months. Anyway, one of the, one of the books that I was reading while on vacay, um, it's called Show Your Work. It's a book by Austin Kleon. Uh, Are you sure it's Cleon or just Klein? Because it's K L E I N. 
It's E O N. E O N. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're wrong as usual. <laughs> I generally don't like correcting you in front of people, but I felt here we are. Here we are. I felt in my spirit or what in your spirit. You call it? Uh, in your crescendo. Shana. I felt in, in my crescendo. In crescendo. That's what it is. I, I felt in my shanana. That's that the people should know how often you're wrong. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> he wrote a book called Show Your Work, and he talked about ten different, you know, principles, and the whole idea around that was to you know, not just wait until the finished product, you know, historically artists wait until the finished product and kind of, you know, show that now we have a, do, a different age uh, because of technology, you can kind of walk people along kind of where you are. And so, um, you know, I've really been kind of inspired by, you know, music, by television, um, you know, by books and things like that, uh, really kind of getting ready for not only the third season of, of our podcast, but also for uh, a lot of the work that we're doing uh, in, in 2021 and, and into 2022. Uh, so that's yeah. really kind that's of- That's a great uh, book. I've read that book before. He also has a, a book, another book, and I don't know if, Mikey, that was before or after that one called Steal Like before. an Artist. Um, yep. And I thought that it was a great book. And for folks, um, you go out there and buy the book. You know, of course, it's available online. Or, um, but the books are very easy read, um, and they yeah. are very, very uh, thought provoking and simple in nature. What I think this, which is the power of uh, these particular books, is that it's not rocket science. It's just a different right. way of uh, capturing the information and presenting it to you. Like, oh, that makes sense. I didn't, I didn't even think yep. of it that way. So, yeah. yep, yep, exactly. He actually has a third one in the series called Keep Going. Oh, uh, yeah, and oh. this is actually pretty exciting. It's called 10 Ways uh, to Stay Creative in Good Times and Bad Times. And so it's really a, a, a trio of books. Um, and so I'm excited to kind of read that. I picked uh, that one up recently. And so I haven't read it yet, but excited to dive into that uh, probably uh, next week. Speaking of creative processes and reading those books, I know that, that we kind of talked about this uh, in, in terms of the pre-show. I think the, the people in terms of exposing them this year to this or this season of the podcast about kind of how we are the way we are. And in fact, folks, when you uh, listen to the conversation later on that we have with Kim, one of the things that she said in our pre-show was that she thought that we just got on this podcast and winged it. Like she had no idea that we, there actually is a right. method to the madness behind what we do yeah. here on the podcast. And even though it send, sounds organic and free flowing to you, our listeners out there, we actually do put a lot of prep into this. And I think it would help mm -hmm. our listeners if we kind of went behind the scenes and they get a little insight into how we go about our creative process. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people probably think that that's a, uh, um, you know, kind of a diss, that was really a compliment to us. You know, mm -hmm. said, yeah. <laughs> like, great, that's how we wanted it to sound. Yeah. But, you know, actually, there really is uh, a lot of preparation. So let's talk a little bit about our, our kind of creative process. What are some of the things that, that inspire you guys? Because I, th I think I think a part of it is, is that, you know, our job, or we feel like a part of our job is to kind of inspire our listeners. Um, but in order to inspire our listeners, we have to also be inspired. So what are some of the things that have really kind of inspired you know, I'm inspired uh, just by music, getting to know, getting hearing new music, but also uh, mm -hmm. just with the day to day, the day to day contact I have with with people, whether it be virtual, whether it be uh, in person. Uh, and then my kids, my kids continue to inspire me and in some of the things mm -hmm. that they are experiencing. Um, you know, and as we get through season three, I think we'll be able to pretty much cover the gamut of, of their experiences, even as we talk about them going through COVID and school and, and different other yeah. uh, issues as we just talk about what kids are going through or teens are going through since I have three teens now. Right. Um, 
So just being able to sit back and, and watch and kind of internalize a lot of those things have been an inspiration for me uh, for this season. Uh, I Similar to Jamal, absolutely. Teenagers inspire me a lot because teenagers are constantly yeah. uh, innovating and creating content. And they are, uh, to me, they're allowed to do it from a Amazing. safe bubble. And they're amazing yeah. at it because they don't have the adult responsibilities yet. And they mm-hmm. are a little bit more advanced in that childhood innocence. So they can push the envelope and test boundaries and take a little bit more risk sort of in that safe space, which is probably why we enjoy working in this space so much, um, because I think we're all risk takers and kind of, you know, are forever teenagers in our mind, so to speak. Um, the other thing, too, and it sounds a little cliche-ish, um, but the fact is uh, the people that listen to the show inspire me because the fact that people actually listen to the show. I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, just a few days ago, uh, and she's stationed in Hawaii, uh, and she said, out of the blue, she's like, I like the the podcast that y'all have because I like how y'all reach out to people and y'all inspire people, and you give different perspectives and scenarios that I haven't thought of or that other people haven't thought of, so it's not just strictly one viewpoint. It's always expanding and exposing that stuff, and I simply responded, like, I really appreciate it. I was humbled by it, uh, and I said, I speaking for me personally, I can't speak for Jamal and Michael, but I've only had two goals when I sit behind the microphone. One, don't pretend that I have all the answers, and two, speak directly to the listeners, um, and I, the fact that we do that uh, and people notice that, I think is what uh, inspires me, is in addition to just the everyday stuff that happens uh, in the world. Yeah, and as the senior, the elder, the um, most right. thoughtful person the in elder. our trio, um, I think I'm inspired by life, like okay. everything. Yeah, like the cartel. I, <laughs> yeah, the cartel does inspire me. <laughs> I mean, not not to like sell cocaine or nothing like that, or use cocaine, but you know, just. <laughs> I can find inspiration from anything. Adrian, you mentioned something that was was interesting, you know, uh, because we do have listeners, um, not only all over the United States, but we have listeners in several other countries. And there are a few countries um, that yeah. have just recently come on. Jamal, what are some of those other countries? That- Let's see. Uh, Canada, Ireland, Puerto Rico, uh, Germany, the Philippines, Australia, the United Kingdom, and New Zealand. So I New know Zealand. and have yes. friends in all places, I believe, except the Philippines. So uh, that's pretty awesome. I do know people in New Zealand. I know new people in New Zealand. And again, it's all from connections in that shared space of when I was a younger adult and a teenager. We all spent some time at at different summits and conferences. Um, So yeah, I know a lot of people in Canada, know a lot of people in Puerto Rico. Uh, So we are, so we're inspired by that. Truly, we're actually inspired by... um, a lot of different things that kind of create content. So I think one of the things that that's interesting for this group for me is that, um, you know, we, we don't necessarily look for inspiration, um, but inspiration seems to kind of find us like in everything, you know, we can literally just be watching a television series or yep. something on Netflix and it kind of inspires us and somebody will shoot a text or thread. Hey, have you guys seen this? Let's think about this, how we can actually use this. And so yeah. I think the way that our mind always thinks it's, it's picking up inspiration, even though, you know, we were looking at it for fun or to relax or whatever, you know, what, whatever music that we're kind of listening to. Um, we found a, a really cool song by an artist that I wasn't familiar with, uh, Kevin Ross called Be Great. Oh, you yeah. know, that has become, you know, incredibly inspirational to us in the last couple of weeks and things like that. So, um, you know, there's all types of, you know, music and things like that. What about like people's, has there, has there been like any individual? So I, one of the people who inspire me, Adrian Detest, 
I don't know why he detests him, <laughs> uh, but I am a if big don't, fan you say of Gary well, I think, No, no. <laughs> of Gary V no. on, on Instagram. Terrible. I follow him. I Trash. watch all of his videos. I love Gary V. Um, he, he actually has a, uh, a new program launching May 5th. Of course yes. he does. And, and he, uh, it's crazy because, you know, Gary's never in a suit. But the promo, he's he's in a suit. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. What? Yes, he is. He's yes, always he is. in a t-shirt. Exactly. Seriously. Gary oh, so is an Instagram Steve Jobs wannabe. And Gary, if you're out there listening to this podcast, one, thank you. Um, <laughs> share it to we all your followers. You. Yes. We love your show. Um, yeah, I got so many thoughts on Gary. I'm going to let y'all finish your thoughts. Go ahead. <laughs> um. But Gary V is, is one person that I, I listen to uh, probably daily or almost daily. And then, uh, of course, uh, Eric explains Thomas, a lot. the, the hip hop preacher. <laughs> I also am a big fan of Eric Thomas, who uh, I don't think Adrian is uh, a huge fan of, of, of either. But I, no, I draw a lot of inspiration from those. Eric two. reminds me of a mutual person that we know who is always yelling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and has that seriousness about him. I will say this though. I know I and 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 Gary Vee has done this too. They have they've they've been speakers or influencers in a certain space and they eventually migrate on to creating their own programs, stuff like that. And I'm not knocking right. any one of their hustles. Uh Eric did say something that set with me that was really good and it's very, very true. He said he had to find his niche audience and style when it came to getting into the public speaking circle because he had to find a way to stand out and so now he is taking those tools or steps uh and sharing that with you know his followers probably for a a nominal fee of like twelve thousand dollars um but (laughs) whatever the case may be um but i do believe that that is absolutely accurate and i believe the most important way to be or to stand out or to be a niche is to just be yourself and, and people will That's find it. you and to be yourself, to hone your craft and don't think that raw talent is the only thing you need raw talent plus the determination and the discipline to carry those talents out in order That's to right. stand out. So, and a work ethic. Yeah. A work ethic. Yeah. yeah. You have to have a work ethic. So I, I think that one of the things that people don't uh, probably don't realize is, you know, how hard we work, you know, and it, it's, it, it's all, it's kind of like a gift and a curse. It feels like, because I think because we love it, we don't really mind it, but you know, there's no such thing as a 40 hour week. I mean, no, on Saturdays we're texting each other and working on Sundays, we're texting each other, working mm-hmm. nine o'clock at night, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night, Adrian two and three <laughs> in the morning, because that's his, his way. Right. <laughs> Jamal yeah. and I see it the next morning, you know, but it's, it's like, it's almost like we're constantly in work mode 24 hours a day, which I don't think is, is necessary. But I, I do think also we have like a good balance because a lot of that, you know, our work, you know, we, we uh, um, integrate humor in it. We integrate fun. We do kind of, you know, relax together. We, you know, kind of chill together. We'll talk a little bit about that when we talk about, you know, kind of what, uh, what we have kind of been doing corporately in the big event that we just recently did. So anybody else, though, that inspire you guys? Any? You know, uh, as, uh, as far as people, mm-hmm. my therapist, ding, ding, ding. Sweet. Um, yeah. So I know this year, this year I've kind of enlisted uh, the services of uh, a therapist just because, you know, there's not, we do work, you know, we work, 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 work. And, um, you know, even though there, this is an outlet, you know, there's some, I know there's some deeper things that um, I think needed to be addressed this year. And uh, so, yeah, I got a therapist and, uh, you know, 
Yeah. It, it's been great. It's been great. I appreciate that, Jamal. There is a, um, um, there's, I have a therapist too. And, oh, uh, been, uh, had her for a while. There is an organization that I want to mention to the folks. I'm going to pull it up and try to find it that you can get some services that I want to speak out there to them. Sorry. I'm, I'm looking, I'll come back to it when Michael yeah. goes here and then I'll mention that. Uh, but, um, I think that Jamal has hit on a point in terms of it's extremely important. That goes back to where I talked about protecting your peace. The pandemic has exposed a lot of things and a lot of underbellies in terms of what's going on in the world, both publicly and personally. And so I hope our listeners are out there taking the time and the space needed to address that. However, Mm -hmm. it looks uh, to you. In terms of the people that I look up to or who I admire, um, my people are real people. I got some like celebrities and stuff like that, of course. But um, one, Brandon Scott, who is our hometown mayor here in Baltimore. I follow him a lot on social media. One, Brandon Scott yeah, yeah. is uh, he's young and he's authentic to himself. He doesn't talk, look or speak like a mayor. And he leads a he leads Baltimore. So like there was a, there are a lot of these viral videos that go out because it's just the mayor talking to citizens, but he's talking like he's from park Heights because he's from park Heights. And he just happens right. to be head of a 3.2, $3.6 billion budget and runs the city. Um, but he I hasn't let that get to him. I question about yeah. him though. So What's that? he wears an Afro, mm-hmm. which is cool. I mean, it, you know, it's kind of in style, but he actually picks out his Afro. That's not the it's style. Like perf- Why does he pick it's out like his perfectly head? round? It's perfectly round. Yeah, it's like the round. Jacksons. At the Jackson end five. of the day, he is still the mayor, so he still has to look presentable. His fro is tight, though, and that <laughs> hairline is crisp. So shout out to Mayor yeah. Scott. Happened Listen, to be a big fan true. of Mayor Scott. However, if we are comparing mayors, mine looks better. But anyway. <laughs> I do love there. Mayor Keisha Lance <laughs> Bottoms. I talk to her every time I go to Atlanta. She is the first person that I see as soon as I touch down uh, in Atlanta. Um, huge, huge fan Everybody of Mayor Everybody does. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. not imp- yeah. I mean, just because I see her at the airport on the screen, is it's besides the point. It's the, Keisha is I'm gonna, still I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to go ahead and admit this. Uh, she's one of my celebrity crushes. She's, <laughs> uh, she's like a celebrity. Ooh. She's my celebrity crush. Uh, Keisha I Lance think, Bottoms I think was it season one where I accidentally called her Mayor Keisha Lance uh, Sanders or something like that? When that, uh, when that for uh, political purposes and reasons <laughs> and not to get in trouble with anyone, I do not know, nor do I remember. Uh, I will bring it back full <laughs> circle to come back to uh, Jamal was talking about mental health. There is an organization yeah. out there, listeners. I want you to write this down, store it somewhere. There's an organization called A Home Within, a homewithin.org, a homewithin.org. And let me tell you what's great about this organization. They offer weekly free counseling services indefinitely for those who have experience in child welfare. Period. End of story. As long as they have a chapter in your particular area, jurisdiction, or state, you can contact them, fill out a questionnaire. Someone calls you, you fill out some information, uh, and they will match you up with a therapist who does this work pro bono once a week for as long as you need it. So uh, that's a service out I there. Need, yeah. Yeah. Cause I've been paying my therapist. I need to, I need that. So, <laughs> so I too uh, have a therapist and uh, it has been a wonderful experience. Um, first of all, you know, I mean, think about that three black men, um, three professional black men, three adult black men, uh, you know, with families, with careers, with all of that kind of stuff um, are openly admitting that we have therapists, yep. uh, which means that everybody could use support, could use guidance, could use help, yep. 
or systems and thinking through things. And one of the things that I kind of learned about myself, because, you know, um, you know, the pandemic, while it is, uh, while we believe it's on the tail end due to the vaccine and uh, numbers appear to kind of be going down in many areas, um, it impacted me uh, in a way that I wasn't aware that it impacted me. And so most people kind of lost their jobs, they lost income, um, you know, they had some uh, issues with housing security and, and, you know, all of those types of things. That all was fine with me. And so I initially was thinking that I wasn't really impacted um, because I was impacted differently. And so uh, through a, a few of my sessions, I realized that um, I, my self-worth and who I was was really tied to what I did or what I do for a living and being out on the road and inspiring people uh, to become fans of teens and helping systems to kind of change and kind of get better. Even though we still did that, I didn't feel like the, the I felt the impact was very different because uh, it was virtually, you had a lot of distractions and all that other kind of stuff. I didn't feel like I was nearly as effective. And so it really kind of began to impact me uh, um, uh, cognitively. Uh, uh, and emotionally. And so uh, one of the things that my therapist helped me to kind of realize is that um, I had to kind of figure out, you know, who I was outside of what I actually do for a living, uh, because that was um, really kind of impacting me because I wasn't able to do it like I was doing it before then. Yep. So. And again, um, shameless plug, but that's what happens when you're a professional podcaster is that we actually do have an in-depth conversation um, with Kim about that in terms of identity oh, and being who you are and figuring it out and at what age you're supposed to figure it mm -hmm. out and stuff like that. So um, I think that this is a good episode and topics to come back to after being back uh, from hiatus. So it kind of worked out in the end in terms of um, all the stuff that's transpired in our lives, both personally and professionally, um, has allowed us to come back and again, find inspiration and content from all facets of what we've been doing uh, in our lives. And so, you know, God makes no mistakes. He has a plan for everything. John three sixteen. That's right. That's what it says <laughs> said it before I could. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, so I don't really think the pandemic, it's not ending. I don't think it's ending, even though, you know, I got, I've been vaccinated one, you know, I get my second vaccine, uh, in May, but, um, I think it's still far the from over. Vaccines work for giraffes too. I <laughs> sure do, you rat bastard. Um, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely. You, since um, you're so tall, since you're like eight foot 17 inches, like, do you have to get like seven or eight shots or no, 12 or like how many? Since you are four foot nothing, <laughs> did you have to get like a half a dose? <laughs> touche, yeah, my you, brother, touche. You might have got that Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> It's only good for six months. <laughs> oh snap! Oh. All right, y'all haven't, y'all li listeners, y'all, y'all, as y'all see, y'all haven't missed anything. Go ahead, Jamal. Y'all haven't missed anything. <laughs> no. So one thing where I where I did notice that I guess the pandemic, people felt the pandemic was lifting, was in yeah. air, you know, flight because you oh, know, yeah. we traveled yeah. during the pandemic, and sure. you know, most airlines towards the beginning, get into the second year of it was leaving that middle row open. Yeah. So I think we were on our way to Atlanta and leaving Columbus. I'm thinking we're still, you know, seating 10 at a time, mm -hmm. which that's what Southwest was doing. And uh, I walked up and they was like, all right, all y'all stand up basically, you know, a one through 30. I said, wait a minute, what happened to, what happened to y'all uh, boarding 10 at a time? Mm -mm, nah, y'all getting y'all <laughs> space. And, and then when I was like, 
then I was like, oh, you mean y'all not saving the middle row no more? <laughs> the Delta funny thing about is. the the funny thing about that is Jamal put that in the text thread and it was like, hey, they're doing this here in, in Columbus. Uh they're they're opening up the middle rows again. And I was like, they ain't doing that here in Baltimore. And that was before <laughs> I had gotten to the airport because we were all flying to the same spot. And when I got to my gate, I realized that they indeed were doing that. And so again, apparently yes. shout out to Delta who is still keeping the middle row open but i think it changes at the end of the month or the beginning of next month i believe <laughs> so sad. um so sad. we did not we, we didn't mention i think this is a good time to kind of mention kind of you know the couple of things that we have done a couple of big things that we've done uh recently that we have been excited about as a trio so the first one go ahead jamal no, I was it says the, so. The first one we did a uh, youth conference for Imperial County in, in California. Oh, no, no, no. That before then, though. That, like before that, the one when we, the, yeah, the, uh, for the the um, one in California for the education and how Imperial County found us. Actually. Oh, yeah. So yeah. wow, it's so much stuff has happened. I mean, I think yeah. So that was that was actually me, the beginning of November. That was shortly after we had recorded our first welcome back yeah uh, we're in our second <laughs> take of our welcome back now <laughs> yeah we were in california and we did it for a couple of organizations right we did Calif california there we was one Safi. for safi and yeah that's right yeah that week yeah we actually did uh several oh, wow. um, you know that week and so that was exciting and i think what was really exciting was it was the first time where we actually had uh, an audio visual engineer Yes, uh, that kind of came yep. in, had three different camera angles yeah. uh, for us. Uh, we were kind of, you know, on a in, in a living room couch type of setting, you know, kind of comfortable setting. Uh, well, talking with Mike educators. rented us, yeah, Mike rented us this dope um, Airbnb that was like a mini yeah. mansion, and uh... <laughs> that's right. I didn't yeah, do so it, it, was, a it was fun. All three of us it did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So shout out so to then to Justin who came in and did right. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Justin. Uh, and the funny thing about that, so, you know, we, like we said, we had several presentations that we were kind of doing uh, throughout those few days. And then this was like our big one. This was kind of like, an, um, uh, it was the, the last one we were doing. It was a big one. We had, you know, all these cameras, we had all this elaborate setup. Uh, he had um, a computer, like a supercomputer that he'd made, several monitors. I mean, it was like a really, really big deal. Um, and I don't, did we actually post any of the pictures on? Our social media. I don't, know I don't think really... that we did. I think we posted a couple, but yeah, no. Yeah, we no. we we really didn't do as as, as well as we, we kind of should have, you know. But he had told us that the uh, event started at a certain time, so we had finished our our last event. We went out to get some lunch. We were came back. We were kind of in the kitchen area eating, um, you know, thinking that we had an hour and ten minutes before it was show time. And he came in. It was like, y'all got ten minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes to show time. And, you know, of course, we're thinking he's joking because we've been joking with him all day long, you know. And he was like, no, no, seriously, 10 minutes. You know, and so, yeah. So we had to kind of run. Yeah, we were, um, but it actually turned out really, really well. People were really, really excited about it. We got a couple of, of other uh, opportunities to kind of present, one of which, um, Jamal, you were about to start talking about uh, Imperial County. Talk a little bit about that. Yes. So, so Imperial County, it was uh, about 30 young people. Um, on in this conference and i i know so we it, through justin we got a a hold of the uh, sanctuary production studios in atlanta 
And uh, I don't think we knew what to, <laughs> what we were getting into. I mean, we had a couple calls with these gentlemen, Black-owned business uh, in Atlanta. And uh, as we were driving up to the studio, Adrian saw this big, uh, this big screen through the doors. And I hadn't had a chance to see it, but I tell you, when we walk through the door, and that is something that is on our, our Facebook page and our Instagram, uh, just a, a brief walkthrough of the studio. Uh, I was taken back by it because I think that that was like the most professional uh, thing that we've done. And the scale of it was just so dope uh, with all the LED screens, the multiple cameras. I mean, there was a production crew of 12 uh, 12 or more they laid out the red carpet I think Mike said it best no he they did not lay out the red felt they like did not we lay out the red carpet they did not do anything that was listed in my writer so besides that sanctuary studios That's did a fantastic job <laughs> uh no but in all seriousness my bad go ahead they they were absolutely fantastic it was red carpet treatment from start to finish fantastic fantastic and you know COVID related, they yes. transformed that space that they were in into a state of the art studio. Um, and we had a blast in terms of uh, interacting and participating yeah. uh, in Imperial County, California, with a lot of those youth there uh, and organizers. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic fun. And they made our jobs very easy. We just had to do the work and show up. And when they, they when the lights came on and the cameras, you know, turned red, we were ready to go. Um, and so it was pretty, pretty awesome. So shout out to Sanctuary Studios down there in Atlanta. Yes, uh, um, they did a wonderful job. It, it was amazing. Um, but I will say, while, while I think the for the most part, the, the presentation uh, that we actually did for Imperial County was flawless, uh, we did try to do something afterwards. Oh, that... my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, when, can you say brain dead? So, so listeners, I mean, so Michael, as Jamal gets ready to set this story up and tell it, let me keep in mind, I need to tell you a piece of very important, critical information that you listeners need to understand and grasp. Oh Michael has the audacity, the audacity to always say that he is one take hove. That is his line, <laughs> that he is one take hove. Keep that in mind as Jamal tells you ha what happened right after we got done recording. Oh, my God. So so even though this is something we should have did before, but we realized that afterwards. Um, so we decided that we were going to shoot uh, a couple commercials for our for the business. And we decided to do it like literally right after the conference, not realizing how exhausting or exhausted we would be afterwards. So we start setting it up. We said, man, we got to we got to record these commercials. And it was like, I have nothing. They wasn't even, I have nothing. They turned first, on the cameras. The first take, we had just sit down, talked about, wrote down some stuff we were about to say. It was like, cool, we ready to shoot this promo. And as soon as they said action, Michael looked around like deer in headlights, like he literally just forgot everything that he had ever known in his life. <laughs> right? Oh, first man. Of all, first of all, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Let me explain. This, this is why uh, preparation is so important. Oh my God. The reason that I'm one take hove generally is because I really, generally, really prepare. We, because we were so focused on preparing for this, the presentation and we focused on that, um, we, none of us really got a chance to even kind of think about what these commercials were supposed to sound like. So we had no script. 
we were just kind of making it up on the spot and you know with being which goes against Atrian's better judgment every single time listeners y'all know how ocd i am i am all about prep 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 where's the pre-show 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 notes pre-show notes and And, this you messed up too we all messed up we did i was flawless Uh, I think we have receipts, actually. <laughs> we do. have receipts. Yeah, there is a there is a blooper reel out there, so let me take that back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to take a break right quick. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, well, before we'll we do that, and uh, while we're taking that break, I want to play this song. It's called When I Grow Up, because when we come back, we're going to be talking about some stuff that has gone on this past week in, in the news in terms of Uh, the conviction of George Floyd, as well as a very, very tragic situation that happened out of Columbus, Ohio. But one of the good things, and you can't point to many, but one of the good things about the work that we do is our ability to connect with young people and our ability to always constantly be learning. And one of the artists that these young people brought up was an artist called NF. And NF um, was a very powerful artist that these young people relate to, and I think that it's very fitting for NF uh, to play us in the commercial when we come back and talk about these very serious subjects. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Daily Jam. Yeah, when I grow up, you know what I want to be? Take a seat. Let me tell you my ridiculous dreams. I want to rap. Yeah, I know it's hard to believe. And I can tell you already thinking I will never succeed. But I'm okay with it. I admit the lyrics are weak. I've been working on them. I'll be good eventually. I understand you got to crawl before you get to your feet. But I've been running for a while. They ain't ready for me. I know this probably isn't really realistic. And honestly, I might not ever make a difference. But that don't make a difference. I'ma have to risk it. I've been crunching numbers. You ain't got to be a mathematician. And see, the odds ain't rooting for me. I can't lie, though. It's kind of how I like it to be the underdog yeah you probably think you know what i mean but what i'm saying is they ever push me i'm gonna swing yeah i could go to college getting down like everybody else graduate and probably get a job that doesn't pay the bills that'll make a lot of sense to me forget the happy meals i don't like the dollar menu i would rather make a meal huh make a meal no i said make a meal home cook and get the grill how you want it pretty well everything i see is overdone to me i'm not a doubt but i'ma get a record deal and say hello to my girl i just want to pay my bills rapping about the way i feel oh yeah I just want to make a couple mil, leave it to the fam in the will. Oh, yeah. I just want to sign a record deal. Maybe buy a house. <laughs> For more information, please follow us at T Daily Jam on all our social media platforms. This is the Daily Jam podcast. We'll see you next time. <laughs>